ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo.
So tell me, what can I do? What can you do without the Son of Man? Without Jesus at the center? Oh, you've tried many times, but you failed. You've tried many times, dependent on your strength and your intellect. But you see how you failed yourself. But there is God. He has never failed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. When He says yes, it's yes. When it's no, it's no. There is no, there is no failure with God. Man can fail you. But I came to tell you that we said that God, who failed not, He will never fail. He's as constant as the sun. He's as constant as the moon. That's why I see. sufficient then you can keep quiet Yeah. 
Father, we thank you that we cannot do anything without you. Tonight, as we learn about prayer, let it be yet another thrust into the depths of your presence through prayer. Help us to understand the demands of the season. Help us to understand the dimensions of the warfare and bring us to a place of maturity in our understanding of what it takes to live on this earth. We are grateful to you. We are thankful. We appreciate you and everything you do for us. Everything you do is great. And we say we love you. Speak to us tonight. Let it be a special time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Kindly take your seat. I want to welcome you to church this evening. And all our brothers and sisters who have joined us from far and near, who are also online. It's nice to come to church, I will always say. It's, and, and I want to encourage those of us who are online and in Accra to try to walk into church. God sees your effort, your labor of love. He sees it. He notices it. So don't, don't, don't try to be, to, to cut corners with God. He looks at the effort you make and he rewards you according to your effort. So it's very important that if you have to be in church during the week, just walk into church, make the effort to get into the house of God. I believe it will be a noticeable effort on your path. And God will surely reward you. So I want to welcome all of you in church tonight. And uh, I am, I'm still teaching on prayer. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. It's a very, very important and a very special subject we need to know about. And uh, this year, thanks to the pandemic, we've had quite a significant amount of prayer in the night watches. You know, all nights we've had flow prayer meetings on Tuesdays and Fridays with our prophets. And that dates as far back as March, at least for those of us in the UD. Unfortunately, some still haven't understood what God is doing. So today, the 
topic for this short meeting, short message I'm sharing from chapter 13 of Everything by Prayer, Nothing Without Prayer, is how to pray at dawn. How to pray at dawn. How to pray at dawn. The difference between any two people in any profession is the depth of understanding. Why somebody will be called a consultant in an area and another will be an intern in the same area is the depth of understanding not the topics and the subjects that are in that area to be studied or to be understood but the depth i remember when i was in medical school i encountered many nursing students because in my hospital in accra I studied medicine in Accra. And in my hospital in Accra, there was also a nursing training college. Nurses were trained there. And other allied health um, professionals were trained there. But I, 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 I noticed that All the subjects we studied in medical school were also being taught in the nursing school. Actually, most of those subjects were taught by our lecturers. A lot of our lecturers who taught us in a medical school also taught in the nursing school. Any name it. Chemical pathology. Nurses did that. Anatomy. Nurses did that. Nurses studied pharmacology. Medical students studied pharmacology. Nurses. Nurses studied biochemistry. Medical students studied biochemistry. Yes, in depth. Nurses had whole um, sessions on pathology. And the medical students also studied pathology. Nurses studied community health. Apart from having community nurses, nursing, we had nursing students who also studied community health, which is also a subject we studied in school. Nurses studied medicine, internal medicine. Medical students also had to study and pass internal medicine. We studied surgery. Surgery. And nurses also studied surgery. Yes. Medical students studied orthopedics. Nurses also had rotations in orthopedics. Yes. Medical students studied obstetrics and gynecology. That is 
everything about women because women only had a special block in the hospital. <laughs> only women. The tallest block in the hospital. It should give you some messages. <laughs> Nurses also studied obstetrics and gynecology. I remember we had, in fact, one of the rotations we had with nurses with us, with us as we were being taught was otorhinolaryngology. <laughs> and uh, we studied it together, also known as ENT. <laughs> you know, but when we finished medical school, and the nurses also finished nursing school. Even though we all studied this, and we also as medical students studied nursing care. How to care for patients, how to lay a bed, and so on, which was the mainstay of the nursing uh, training. And so what they did, we did. What we did, they also did. Only to finish school, and nurses were receiving half our salary. I don't know what is going on now. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why nurses are not, even though they study the same subjects, but don't earn as much as doctors, is that the depth of understanding medical students and doctors have on any subject is profound. Profound. Very profound. So you see that nurses will also study pathology and they may have some pamphlets or some textbook. But the medical student's pathology textbook, the senior one was called Moore's Pathology. Moore. <laughs> the book is like this. Yes. Profound. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very important for you that, to know that the deeper your understanding of a subject is, the more difficult it will be for you to be dislodged from that subject matter. When you are deep in something, you are like a rock that cannot be moved. So when it comes to the subject of prayer, yes, what is prayer? I mean, prayer is talking to God. Just telling God freely, we learned a couple of weeks ago, to, to pray from our hearts. Just speak to God. Without any, you know, embellishments. So just pray. If you are praying in tongues, you just pray in tongues. So, what's the point? No, there's a point in understanding deeply certain aspects of prayer because it makes you valuable in that area. If somebody is paying money for your services, the person pays more than someone who is doing the same thing without any understanding or without that depth of understanding. So today, from chapter 13 of this book, I'm teaching on how to pray at dawn. How to pray at dawn. And next week, God willing, 
I'm moving to the next chapter, which is how to pray in the night. Yes. I'm giving you the, 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 the topic in advance so you can prepare. How to pray at dawn. Please join me as I read Matthew, Mark chapter 1, I should say. Mark chapter 1, verse number 34. Going down to 36. And he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases. And cast out many devils. And suffered not the devils to speak. Powerful. Because they knew him. May devils know you as their master. When you bind them, they are bound. When you tell them to shut up, they shut up. When you tell them to desist from their maneuvers, they desist. May devils know you that you are around. They said, Jesus we know. Paul we know. Who are you? May you be noticeable in the realm of the spirit as a troublemaker. Yes. And in the morning, verse 35, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and they that were with him Followed after him. Note verse 36. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Tonight, if you claim to be with Jesus, you got to follow after him. If you claim to be a born again Christian, following after Jesus, then you must follow after him and simon and they that were with him followed after him so ladies and gentlemen you see there rising up a great while before day which means that jesus your master and my savior prayed at dawn he prayed at dawn So you and I must also follow after him and learn how to pray at dawn. You see, when the day begins in full, you will not be able to pray much. Most of us who miss the dawn train never pray. You know yourself, speak the truth and shame the devil. Anyone who is serious about prayer must know how to rise a great while before day and spend time with God. There are people who cannot sleep in the night. Are you aware of that? Some people, they they just can't sleep. If they sleep some two hours, one hour, somehow they just can't sleep. I've even seen one person here like that. 
Now, now listen to this. Rising up a great while before day is not the same as not being able to sleep at night. Rising up a great while before day is a living, practical way of serving God and relating with God in prayer. So tonight, I mean, when somebody you are following is doing something, even if you don't understand it, just try and do it. Just try and do it. Because a lot of things, I mean, if you are waiting to understand, you may spend your whole life or you may understand it at a very high cost. So there are things, especially when God says, do this, just do it. So the Bible says, as many as believed, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Not as many as understood. There are many things, it says, when we begin to do it, as we are doing it, that we get the understanding. But if you are waiting to understand it before you make a move, you may do what you must do at age 25, at 62. Yes. So tonight, I'm giving you reasons why you should pray at dawn. Why you should pray at dawn. Of course, no matter the number I'll give you, the first reason is that Jesus prayed at dawn. So you should pray at dawn. Is it a good reason? Is it a good reason? Alright. So number one, praying at dawn will help you develop one of the most important habits of your life. You know, we are made up of habits. You are made up of habits. When you find somebody who went to secondary school and failed, and is now a garden boy, he, 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 he is a garden boy and not an engineer because of the habits he had in school. Or habits he did not develop in school. Some had the habit in school of attending nightclubs every Friday and Saturday. Some had habits of during the day, while students were in the, cl- in the classroom, they were with town girls in the dormitory regularly. So you are actually a product of habits. Habits. You are a product of habits. And what is a habit? A, a, ha- you see, a habit makes you. And a habit is something you are able to do every day. So when it comes to your prayer life, you must have a habit, a prayer habit, that enables you to pray tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, and any time, any day you pray because of a certain habit. Now, you can have a dawn prayer time 
during every season of, your, of the year and almost every day of the year. A dawn prayer habit. But if your prayer habit is praying from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., you can imagine how often you will pray. If your prayer is during your lunch break at work, you can imagine how often you pray. Because most of us use our lunch breaks to work and to do other things. Many of us are just moving around chasing emergencies. You are like an ambulance. Chasing emergencies. One from one emergency to the other. Anybody, any Christian listening to me, whose prayer life is a daytime prayer life, like your routine, your regime, is a daytime regime, will never be a prayer warrior. You will never pray. You will never pray. But if your, attitude, if your prayer habit is adorned, even on the busiest days of your life, because you pray adorned, you pray. So when people wake up, you are in the church row, going towards circle at 7 a.m. You see, you be with somebody, and so once in a while, you can pick some believers in the torturers who are trying to pray. Say somebody will have been having a quiet time. Have, have you seen anything like that? In a torture, in a taxi, in a bus, you know, on a bus, and there's a, a, a Christian. The Bible is there, and the, uh, what's the name? Um, the, the Bible study material is there, and she's on the bus, or he, most of the time it's a she. Reading the Bible and having a quiet time as she's going. But you realize that you may see her at this point, but two minutes later, the person is, is dozing. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, the most important habit of your life should be a prayer habit. The, your most important habit as a Christian should not be the habit of having breakfast. I'll take it again. Your most important habit should not be a habit of having breakfast or batting every day. No. There should be something higher than batting. There should be something higher than brushing your teeth. Yes. So today, in the body of Christ, we are faced with Countless prayerless people. Pastors are prayerless. Shepherds are prayerless. Church members don't even know that there's prayer. And it reflects in the weakness in the church. The weakness in the texture of the church can be seen. Christians who can't fight sin. Christians who can't walk with God. Christians who cannot even attend church. That you need to bash them to church before they come to church. Christians who don't have any spirituality left in them. The reason is that the most important habit has been relegated to one of the many activities of the daytime. But I'm praying that tonight you will determine in your heart and pay the price to be able to pray at dawn. A great while before day. 
That is when you wake up, the moon should be on. Should be out. Number two, praying at dawn will help you to read your Bible and grow in the Word. When you pray at dawn, you'll find yourself praying much more than any other time. Because of this, you'll find yourself reading your Bible much more than you ever have. Every time you pray, you can read your Bible and meditate on the Word. When you learn how to pray at dawn, you will discover that your knowledge of the Word of God will greatly increase. And once again, the body of Christ is littered with non-quiet time, non-Bible reading pastors. Pastors. Leaders. And of course, the world has never been busier. The world has never been busier. It's a busy world. It's a busy world. More activities. More activities. And the gentleman in the hood, who did whatever, please sit properly. Don't bring your things here during the week. God is helping you to change your attitude towards prayer and towards his word. And these two things, prayer and the word of God, they constitute a major aspect of your spirituality. I mean, I don't know how people are able to become pastors or center leaders. No wonder we are so weak. We can't do much. A, a little. We do just a little and we are tired. Shepherds do just a little. A lot of pastors can do just a little. Just a little to get by. Why? Because prayer and the study of the word of God. Are, if, look, I believe that in ministry there are only two pillars. The rest is just block work. Yes. I believe that in ministry, there are only two columns. If ministry was a building, ministry, there are only two pillars. Everything else is just block work and doors and so on. Only two columns. Only two. What are those two columns? Acts chapter 6 and verse 4. But we will give ourselves unto what? Prayer and to the ministry of the word of God. We will give ourselves. These are the words of pastors. So as for us, our, I mean, if you are a shepherd, you are a pastor, what else do you do? I mean, how do you get the strength to be a pastor? How do you come by the wherewithal to be a pastor? How do you come by? These guys who said this in verse 4 of Acts 6 were also confronted with some emergencies. Yes, there was an emergency. A section of the church were not being given their food. And they were always, you see, if you are not grounded in good, solid habits, you will be running after emergencies. If you are not properly engaged, if you don't concentrate on the right things, 
Emergencies will take away your life. You just move from here to here to here. They said, no, 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 no. no. We know this is a serious matter. Widows, widows, read your Bible about widows. Widows are not being fed. That's an emergency. Widows without husbands are not eating. Women without husbands are not being given food. That's an emergency. There are sirens right there in the church. But they said, somebody else must do that work. Somebody else, a member of the center, must go and bus. A member of, I mean, on Sunday morning, we should have center leaders going to bus. Center leaders should have woken up at dawn and be praying for their members that they will be in church and that the church service will be a blessing to them and that the word of God will change them. But what do we have? The one who should be praying is the one who is going to bus. Because we've not raised up anybody. But not Peter. He said, no, no, no. We know, we know there's a problem. But let's delegate. Because our, you see, somebody, somebody can do another aspect of the work. But prayer and the word of God. I mean, what I've done to stand here tonight, I can't relegate it and delegate it to anybody. I can't. Because I'm the one ministering. So I had to pray. I had to study the word. Yes. And that's what I do all the time. In fact, if you, I may, I may tell you, the, 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 the chapter I was going to preach on was a different chapter. I changed the chapter two minutes after coming up here. The real message I prepared to preach tonight is not what I'm preaching tonight. When I was sitting here, do, as, as uh, our uh, sister was saying, just before Bishop Kobe came to introduce me, I just felt, no, let me pray, uh, preach on this. Because I... I I don't prepare three minutes before preaching. Every day of my life, I'm preparing. Any day, call me at night, at dawn, in the morning, I'm praying, I'm preaching. And that's how I must live my life. So if within my life, I don't, I, I don't arrange, and I don't establish a rhythm, a routine, a regime for the Bible, for Bible study and prayer, I can't be a pastor. And some of us should not be pastors. Some of you must resign. Because you don't have time. Nobody who prays during the day, unless you have taken some three days in a month somewhere out, somewhere to go and have a retreat. But your daily, daily, day after day, day by day prayer, if there's no dawn or night component, you are not praying. You are not praying. You are not praying. I put it to you. That you are a canal bag full of air moving around. No wonder there's nothing happening around us. No wonder. This wealth, maybe in the 70s, maybe in the 80s, maybe in the 90s, but not today. You can't have a prayer life, a daytime prayer life. You, you are a pastor. You, you have a daytime prayer life. How? When? When are you going to pray? So we see, if we are going to be honest, most of us here haven't prayed today. Even the flow prayer meeting, you can't even get up. Somehow, after missing the dawn prayer, you are still able to spend 15 minutes making up before you go out of your house. What a wonder, what a shock. 
you are still able to spend 30 minutes arranging yourself. No wonder if you take makeup from a lady, there's nothing left. No wonder if you remove her wig, there's nothing left. But thank God for, for ladies who don't need wigs to make a move in the, in, 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 in the spirit. Who don't need makeup. They are already powerful because they are engaged in the source of power. Receive that wisdom for your life tonight. I mean, if you're woken up, you've woken up at dawn to pray, you know that your day is jammed. You will have bad means go into the word also. If it's one verse, if it's two verses, you can. You should. So in the morning, no matter what, what your boss sends you, how the day goes, you are feeling sleepy at, at noonday, or you are what? The most important thing in your life has been done. Has been done. The most important thing has been done. But I'm saying in English that that is not the story of our lives. That is not the story of our lives. I'm very sorry that I'm even introducing how to pray at dawn as something very special like going to the moon. How the Chinese have landed on the moon. That should be how your Christian life ought to be. And Peter and they that were with him followed him. Mark 1.36 Peter and they that were with him followed him. I see you following the pattern of Christ. I see you following the mode of prayer of Christ. How he prayed a great while before they he rose up and prayed. Number three praying at dawn will help you to fight prayerlessness. Any Christian who has not learned how to rise up a great while before day is most probably a prayerless believer. Can you clap your hands for this point? Any Christian you know, including yourself, who has not learned how to rise up a great while before day to pray is probably a prayerless Christian, which you are, which you are. And let me tell you, prayerlessness is very expensive. I'm coming there. I'll, I'll come there. It's very expensive. We are, we are, we are at war. We are at war. Because the end time has come. And we are at war. Satan is not leaving any aspect of your life to your comfort and your luxury. He's attacking anything attackable. Let me go on. Number four. I'm ending. Praying at dawn will enable you to fight shallowness. Yes, why? Why? Why, why will praying at dawn help you to fight shallowness? If you don't pray at dawn, 
it means that most of your prayer is the prayer we see you pray. Anybody who doesn't wake up alone, secretly, in your closet, praying at dawn, who has a daytime prayer meeting? So we are here, we are praying. We are going to rise up and pray. Very soon we will be praying, having fasting and prayer. And you come. There's a way people pray when they are fasting and praying. They are like ducks moving around. So, so when you don't pray in your house at dawn, it means that you are a superficial Christian. That is, all that there is to you is what we see. When you have no roots, you are more prone to fall away. It is the hidden part of you that gives you strength in public. If there's no hidden prayer in your life, there will be no public strength. Strength to live for God, strength to live a holy life, strength to overcome sin, strength to serve God, strength to build a church. All that public strength comes from the private prayer. And the Lord who sees in secret shall reward thee openly. The Lord who sees in secret shall reward thee what? Openly. So when you see even pastors and leaders struggling in the ministry who don't have any, any proper outward ministry to prove their private life, you see that this person doesn't have any private spirituality. Because God's word has assured us that when you go into your closet to read your Bible, he will reward you openly. If you go into your closet to pray, he will reward you openly. And the reason why among workers, among church workers, among Christians, among believers, we don't have a lot of public rewards. How can you say you are, you, you are a center leader, you've been a leader for one year with seven members, 13 members, 20 members. You are called lady pastor of a center and you have got 18 members. And when you are mentioning 18, you mention it with pride. Your chest puffs out. There's very little public strength. There is very little public strength. Why? Because public strength is a result of private prayer and private spirituality. Whenever there is no entering into your closet type of Christian life, there is nothing for God to reward. And we are saying that now, even students, school. I mean, when we were students, we had free evenings, free weekends, Free everything. You just go Monday to Friday morning, you close. Uh, what vacation classes? It was towards O level, you, we attended classes. But today, today, kindergarten pupils are having extra classes. Crash, they are having extra classes. <laughs> so, I, 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 look, 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 my dear, I want to say to us, those of us who are watching online, listen, 
when the, as soon as the sun rises, anything you attempt to do spiritually as part of your day's busyness is a sham. It's a sham. I'll take it again. Can I take it again? I know a sister. Once she's singing, singing and the, the song is very nice, I'll take it again. I mean, I'm preaching and it's nice. So I'll take it again. So I'll take it again. Can I take it again? As soon as the sun rises, any attempt to live any spiritual life, any attempt at prayer, the sun is up and you are now, if maybe you are on leave, your 30-day leave in the year, fine, why not? If you are on leave, you can't even sleep the whole night and wake up because you are, you've traveled, you are somewhere, you've gone to wait on God. Daytime, you wait on God, you sleep, you wake up. I mean, fine. But, passe, sorry, I'm speaking Greek. Like you are working in the bank, you are a student, you are, you are a teacher, you are, you are in town, and you are attempting to smuggle in prayer and quiet time after sunrise. It's a sham. You are deceiving yourself. Nothing is happening. Better wake up. Better wake up. Better wake up. Stop deceiving yourself that you are praying. I'm saying that if it's your leave or you have gone to wait on God somewhere, that's fine. You can, if I, daytime is a good thing. You are just there, you and God. But I'm saying that, passe, you are going to work in town, you are going to school, you are going to the office, you are a nurse in the hospital, you are going here and there, you are going to the market to sell, and you are smuggling, you are, if the word is, you are smuggling prayer. You are smuggling prayer and quiet time. You are smuggling prayer in quiet time. Into, into, into a routine which cannot accommodate that life. When you pray are done, when you step out of your house, even if you are looking sleepy, you've accomplished your greatest task already. You've accomplished your greatest task. And those of you who think carnality is fashionable, you wait. You don't, you, you don't understand life. The price you pay, Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death. And that word death is not just the coffin death. In fact, it's not even the coffin not death. It is not the coffin death. That death is a total separation from God, separation from God's will, separation from God's plan, separation from God's purposes. To be carnally minded is very expensive. You wait. Very expensive. But the devil makes it look as if it's fashionable. These days, I look at some of my church members as they are displaying on spirituality as they are displaying crass carnality I look at them 
Say, may the Lord have mercy on you. Number five, we are ending. Praying at dawn. Are you learning something? Let's start again. Number one is what? Praying at dawn will help you to develop one of the most important habits of your life. How is it possible you are a Christian and going to Facebook is a more regular habit than praying? Making up your face is a more regular habit than praying. Sister looking for a husband. You will find one, but you won't be happy with him. Number two, praying at dawn will help you to read your Bible and grow in the word. Anyone listening to me from today, if you find yourself having your quiet time at 8 a.m. on a bus, remember that you are a smuggler. You are a smuggler. Number three, praying at dawn will help you to fight prayerlessness. Number four, Praying at dawn will enable you to fight shallowness. What is shallowness? Shallowness. What is shallowness? There's there's nothing to your life beyond what we see. Only what we see is what there is to your life. There's nothing beneath and as the engineers, most of what we see are supported by what we don't see. This building you see here, it exists because of a part of this building you will never see, even if you are a squirrel. <laughs> when you see an electricity pole or guy's pole, they say, standing there, a part of that pole that you don't see is what is responsible for what you see. So when there's a tree standing there, and there's nothing to the tree apart from what you see, you don't want to go near that tree. You don't want to go near that tree. You should be worried when you are marrying a brother who doesn't pray. And he's handsome. Who doesn't pray? But he has got money. He will fall on you. If you want to marry any brother, any sister, pay every price to find out about a secret prayer life. Secret Bible study life. He's always talking about when he woke up, uh, uh, James was going to school. When he woke up, every time, like he wakes up every day in the morning. And you are falling in love with such a fool. Such a fool. Because in his heart, there's no God. Number five, praying at dawn will help you to fight your lack of spirituality. 
Your lack of spirituality. Your lack of spirituality. Spirituality is achieved by continuous prayer. You cannot achieve spirituality without frequent and continuous prayer times. Your done prayer will make you a truly spiritual person. What is spirituality without prayer in the Bible, your Bible study? What is, your, what is spirituality? And the living out of the word of God you read. If these things are not there, what is spirituality? Anybody who doesn't pray as a habit cannot be said to be spiritual. He may be morally good. He may have grown up with kind parents. That's why he's kind. Or he was brought up as, as a Presbyterian. He speaks respectfully. But you are looking at the devil right there. Your spirituality doesn't come from any upbringing. How you are told that when you see an elderly person, put your hand behind your back or speak softly. Spirituality is the Bible, the prayer, the living of the word of God, living out the Bible word after word, verse after verse. Letting your life mirror the word of God you read. That is spirituality. Not good upbringing and morality. Number six. Last but one. Praying at dawn. Praying at dawn. Will help you to be ready for the battles of the day. Makusha kataya, kukadima zakaluma, makatulika to brakasata. Hey, no one knows when an evil day arrives. When you pray at dawn, you are ready for the battle of the day. God will lift you up. And empower you to overcome whatever has targeted you for that day. You just wake up and you are just moving. Hey! Sophia! You are just moving because your car is a four wheel drive. You are just moving because you have money. You are just moving because the member of parliament is your friend. Jack. It's not like that. Oh. There are major battles ahead. And only those who wake up before, before, before the event to pray are guaranteed victory. May the Lord grant you victory even before the events. That's what is called in the Bible. Paul said it. He taught us. In Ephesians 6. It's a subject you must know about. It's called the evil day. Yes. Some people, their evil day is Sunday. When it's Sunday, they're not happy. Yes. Some people, their evil day is Tuesday. When Tuesday comes, they have a feeling. Some people, their evil day is Friday. 
ladies and gentlemen, I know that everything is fine so far, but your evil day may come, may, and it, nobody knows that it is going to be 5th November, or 17th December, or 6th July, or 4th November. That's why we wake up. Wake up. That ye may be able to withstand, to stand in the evil day. That ye may be able to stand in the evil day. <laughs> may your evil day not be the end of your ministry. May your evil day not be the end of your life. May your evil day not be the end of your marriage. May the, your, your evil day, it shouldn't spell the end of your family. May your evil day not spell the end of your work. May you learn that before the event, you already have risen up to determine the balance of power before the day comes. Before. You've already woken up to determine the balance of power. We are swimming. Anytime you are eating, it's a soup. And there's meat or fish in it. See the meat inside the soup. Every part of the meat is covered with soup. We are like meat in a soup of evil. Wherever you turn, evil looks at you. So when in your life you wake up with the goats, you will die with the goats. Some of you, even birds, wake up early before you. Birds. May you be ready. <laughs> May you be ready. That, that one is up to you. You joke. You joke. It's your life. There's a program on television. It's your life. That's why Jesus Christ in Luke 18 said men ought. Ought. No one sitting here who is enjoying or you are online and you're, you are having a happy marriage. You've, you've had a happy marriage for 25 years. Ah, don't you read news? 25 years? 34 years? <laughs> I know somebody. 34th year of their marriage. She, he left his wife suddenly to marry another man. 34 years after marriage. In fact, it's, it's difficult. Hardly will ma- marriages which don't end in the first five years, something years, hardly will they end after 10, 15 years. No. It's after 25 to 30, when the children have finished growing in the house and they've gone, as you and I. Man to man is so unjust. <laughs> 
a lot of divorces happen after 30 years of marriage. Plenty. You should, you should have relatives. You should have a 90 who, 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 whose marriage ended after 30 years. So if after 16 years, your husband is making tea for you, don't think there's no evil day ahead of you. The marriage is happy because your wife has not met the guy who will confuse her. You don't understand the English I'm speaking, eh? So I speak away. Your husband, who is your A1 husband, uh, 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 kissing you in the morning, kissing you at night, and, uh, 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 and patting your bumps every day he's going to work. Foolish girl. <laughs> pa! Honey. Pa! Just, oh, stop it, David. The reason why he is tapping your buttocks is that he has not seen the right buttocks that will confuse him. Say, evil day. <laughs> You'll be there and don't wake up and pray. Have you not seen? All this while, two years of no prayer life, one year of bad prayer life, nothing bad has happened to you. <laughs> you've, not, you've not been praying. Life is normal. <laughs> Those who are praying are rather suffering. You'd be there. Be there. It go who you be at. It go who you be at. Okay. You'll be surprised that that power may be in your ear. In fact, you are the one who should be praying. Yes, you, the one that your husband smacks your bum every morning and pinches your side. And as he's pinching, he gives you a kidney. Hey, Akos! Pray Adono, a girl is coming for the man. A girl. There's a house help from Ella Vagnon on her way. There's a house help from Ella Vagnon on the way. <laughs> Say evil day. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. That ye may be able to stand and be a shepherd. In the evil day. So you don't, you are not quenched. You are in your evil day, but you have not been quenched. You don't seem to understand the message today. One of the singers will come and sing. That's why you, you will understand it. Number seven. Finally. Praying at dawn will help you to overcome ups and downs. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Most Christians experience ups and downs. Today things are good. The next day they are not good. Today you are up spiritually. The next day you are down spiritually. But when you pray at dawn, you will introduce consistency into your life. Whether it's good, it's bad, it's up, it's down. There's a silk thread 
of prayer that runs through. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. And we want to pray a little before we close and say, Lord, give me the conviction. The pastor has preached, but give me a conviction. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Revelation that comes to you doesn't change you. Revelations that is revealed to you doesn't change you. Galatians 1 verse 15. Galatians chapter 1 verse 15. Revelations that are revealed to you will never change you. I can talk to you. I can counsel you. I can share with you. It won't change you. But the revelation that is that comes to you in you. There's a difference between something being revealed to you and something being revealed in you. Kai. When you hear a message and you pray about it, then it is revealed in you. Galatians 1.15 But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, Verse 16, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the hidden. To reveal his son in me. Normally we say, oh, it was revealed to him. When I preach, I'm revealing something to you. But when you pray about it, it is revealed in you. It is what is revealed in you. That's this, is there? To reveal his son, not to me, but in me. So for 30 minutes, I have brought a revelation to you. But has it been revealed in you? If it's not revealed in you, Tonight is the night we'll even wake up at 8 o'clock. 8, 8 a.m. Free fall. Sheet. Sheet. Yeah, because, listen, very little changes you from outside. That's why we listen to messages again and again and again. So that the revelation will be where? In me. To reveal his son in me. That I might preach. No wonder he was being beaten, shipwrecked, whatever, but he was still preaching because the, the revelation is not some words which were spoken. You've got nothing. You've only heard some exciting message, something that tickles your spiritual nerves. But when you pray and you commit it to God, say, Lord, have your way. I've heard your word. What do you say? Stir it up in me. And it it happens in you. No devil. 
May it be revealed in you. So Paul, look at this. He said, to reveal his son in me. Not to reveal his son to me. Lift your two hands. Gragazuda. Garuma. Grama Gadua Zitakata. Prastunima and Gadua Zandekroga. Brego Gadiama and Dagragagagagagasata. There's an evil coming, my sister. I know everything is fine. I, I know. I'm aware. Things are fine. But please, today's message how to pray at dawn. Ah, my God. Maduli masamahanda hata Rei doziande katadula Lama mama May it be revealed In you Manamanda mandamanda Shadamakota Stendolobosa Pray Saniando Saniando Sendimandolobosa Reveal this revelation in me. Molemo Malua 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 Male Sume Mastunima Mastabatola Atangunima La Baba 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 La Baba May you not have a daytime prayer life May you not have a daytime prayer life Shanta Mamosa La mandala baba, mandolo bosa, lepe papo papo papo, masataba, matababa, le 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 le, se mandolo bosa, se mandolo bosa, se mandolo bosa, mi mandanda, sa mandala ba, la brata sa, la brata sa, la brata sa. Abiandele bos, aliatosa, 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 alibataso, le manda, abiandele bos, shaka baba, kaka baba. Father, we thank you. Yes. The pastor came with his notes. He has come to preach. To us, may the revelation we are receiving be in us. May none under the sound of my voice disappear in your evil day. Braka, Braka, Gragugaga, 
Gandaga. Gandaga goziga gigiango gelegaga gandego le magenda golaga gragadiga do gandega gaduba Lord, those of us who have made other matters weightier than prayer, may we have wisdom. Those of us who are driven by emergencies, have mercy on us and teach us to manage our time. To know the most important things are not urgent. And most urgent things are not important. May we not pay a high price to learn this truth. The most important things will not announce themselves with sirens. Zinola Mohandaba. Rather, most urgent things are not important. But when we don't have depth, when we don't have conviction, then we are driven by emergencies and agencies. Lift your hands and ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. Shimalola. Sabrundi ma sata. Lei tua, lei tua ma. Taliano si. Shubrima satuna. Ketwa. Kaduli mahunda. Kaduli mahunda. Rondia, rondia ma. Rondia, rondia ma. Subrama da sunde. Adiande konahanda. Radia Sandole Kaba Adania Komalinde Masuta Lende Brahma Sandele Baba Adiada Adiada Ba Adiada Basute Ma Ande Kaba Kaba Shamandala Duma Let prayer be important so that the will of the enemy will not be important. Amen. Bishop Oedipo says, when he got married, sit, before or even shortly after he got married, the devil came to him and said, your wife will mm. never get pregnant. She will never have a child. I said, when prayer is not important, the will of Satan becomes important to you. My wife will not get pregnant. He told the devil, Satan, shut up. Shut up. So you'll be surprised that I will not pray about this. I will not pray about it. I will not pray about it. When prayer is important to you, Satan's will doesn't become important to you. And prayer can only be important to you if you pray a great while before day. Because there is nothing in the day. Nothing in the day. The sun is up. There is nothing in it for your prayer life. 
Can you pray in some tongues as we close? When prayer is important, one day he went to preach outside his city. He came, he arrived home at dawn. Morning, early morning. And his wife came. Honey. Have begun to bleed. We are losing our baby. I'm having a miscarriage. He turned and said, It cannot be. Can I have my breakfast? That's it. When you pray, Satan's plans don't become important. His 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 threatenings don't threaten you. When you pray, I remember one day, I told you this story before. My friend. One of my closest friends is a doctor in America. When I traveled there, I lived with him. We were house officers. That is, when you finish medical school, you serve like a national service. We were house officers, we were doctors. One evening, we were standing there in our singlets, and a lady came to pass. That lady was the fifth guy, the lady who had bounced my friend. But so when we saw her, we both knew she was a doctor. No, she was actually in the final year. So when we looked, when we saw her, we looked at our faces. And I remember I said, I mentioned his name. Let's say Kwame. Kwame. I believe that God will give. Well, I was married. In fact, I think I'd impregnated my wife twice or so. Kwame, when will God answer you? We finished medical school, SU from secondary school. Why every woman is bouncing you? He looked at me. I will never forget it. He told me, never pity a praying man. He told me in English, he said, never pity a praying man. Today, he's married to one of the sweetest girls you can ever find in life. Beautiful. Nice family. Never pity a praying man. When prayer is important to you, Satan's plans don't take your attention. Lift your hands again. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praying for you now. Thank you, Jesus. That when your evil day comes, Jesus. You will stand. I will stand. Receive strength. I receive it. My greatest gift to you tonight Jesus. is a conviction about prayer. Jesus. And anyone who wants to pray is saying that I want to pray at night. I want to pray at I night. Say, if you want to pray, then you are saying that I will pray at night. Oh, yes. No man who wants to pray will make daytime prayer no. his priority. 
I pray for you Jesus. for that conviction. Yes. I pray for you for that inner strength. Oh, yes. I pray for you for that inner grace. Yes. I pray for you for that capacity. Capacity. To make sleep unimportant to you. To make sleep unimportant to you. So that you can stand in the evil day. And having done all to keep standing. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you. Thank God for tonight. Thank you. Pray, pray, pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Masito, Father, we thank you. Beautiful evening. Beautiful word. Thank you, Lord. Clap your hands for our prophets for this book. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Clap your hands. I pray. Father, bless our father. Yes. Bless our prophet. Yes. Give him life and strength. Yes, Lord. To keep feeding us. Feeding. With his word. With your word. Thank you. Thank you. And I have, as every eye is closed, I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes. Somebody is watching, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to say, Pastor, lead me to know Jesus. You need to be born again before you can even pray with him. Pray to him. Oh, yes. So the prayer of the sinner is an abomination. When a sinner prays, it angers God. The only prayer of the sinner God hears is the prayer of salvation. Surrendering your life. The Bible says the prayer of the sinner is an abomination. The wicked because when you are not born again, you are wicked by nature. Wicked. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Wherever you are, you can lift up your hand at home in the, in the service. I want to pray with you, everyone. And say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I surrender my life to I you. I surrender my life to you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word. Please receive me. Please receive me. Please wash me. Please wash me. Please make me your child. Please make me your Help child. Me Help me to live for you. Help me to live. Help me to trust you. Help me to trust. To grow in you. To grow in and you. And to love you. And to love with you. all my heart. With all with my, all my might. With all my, with all my strength. With all my strength. Jesus name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Beautiful.